Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855am digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM, three CR digital, three cr.org.au, and three CR on demand. Out of the pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon till one, Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. Three CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the original inhabitants, and we pay respects to elders, past, present, and emerging. Also acknowledging the intersection of rainbow communities and indigenous, which includes sister girls and brother boys, and acknowledging their awesome contributions to diversity and intersectionality on and around all the lands. If you want to get in touch with the show, there's lots of ways to do it. You can hit the old-fashioned email way and look for outofthepan855 at gmail.com in your um, hopefully auto-typed-up thingamidoodads on, on whatever email program you're using. You can tweet at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line. You can look for the posts on Facebook, um, on uh, my page, Sally Golden, or Out of the Pan, 3CR855 in Melbourne. There also is a tweet for today's show, um, which you can look for on the Twitter address, and SMS 61456 751215. Lots of ways to get in touch with the show. And of course, welcome to listeners of all genders, including but not limited to ladies and gentlemen. I'm joined in the studio right here, right now today, by a fabulous guest, um, someone who's been in the 3CR studio before on Ruminations at noon on Wednesdays. Um, a big welcome to Lucy. Lucy, welcome. Thank and, you, Sally. And I'll just confirm which pronouns you use, if any. Um, my, my pronouns are she, her, hers. Thank you. Coolio's. Now, we should point out we've got some um, topics today that may be challenging, so as much as we love our listeners, we also love your mental health, so mm-hmm. if you, we do have to give content warnings for lateral hostility, biphobia, transphobia, erasure, um, so if any of those are challenging, perhaps, and if you're feeling a bit rickety or something, um, perhaps, you know, listen to the podcast or repeat or on demand later on, um, or whatever's good for you, um, so we just want to give that warning, but we do have, to, it's one of these things we do have to talk about. If there is something triggering, um, also you can contact the fabulous QLife, including Switchboard 1800 184 527. Mm-hmm. And probably better say, as always, any opinions on this program are my own and not necessarily those of any organisation with which I've been involved. Lucy, you got in touch with me about a week ago because some things happened to you that you wanted to talk about. Yeah. I'll let you dive in wherever you want to start because it's your story. Well, thank you, Sally. And um, is, is my voice coming through? I think my headphones aren't working. I'm not very professional. That's all right. No, <laughs> as far as I can tell, we've got um, all the, the mics are on. and um... It's me, amateur hour here. Um, and hello to everyone in Radio Land. Um, yeah, last week I went to the... Um, 
the rally in um, in the city at the state library to um, to protest the um, proposed religious freedom exemption laws. Um, mm-hmm. um, and for those of you that don't know, um, which as I found out from speaking to people for the last two weeks and asking them, is is a hell of a lot of people, um, both you know straight, queer, cis, trans, and and everything else. Um, these laws want to exempt religious um, schools from. Um, basically exempt them from um, you know, anti-discrimination laws like the rest of us. Um, mm-hmm. And they want to legally be able to um, both expel queer and trans students and also to fire um, queer and trans teachers, um, which, I don't know, I, I always thought these, this, these governments were interested in increasing um, employment in this country, but apparently this is another, another exemption they're wanting to pass. Yeah, so the, that's pretty much the case. That as the, the exemptions stand, that they are at the moment, with the exception of Tasmanian state law, who um, got some good stuff done um, in a 2005. Maybe winds blow over Bass Strait to the mainland. Yes. But, um, yeah, unfortunately, um, not there yet, and... and um, so we're having inquiry after inquiry referred to committee after committee, blah, 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 dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. And we need to speed it up and get it um, done for both students and teachers. Yes. Um, so you went along to the rally to say, let's get the, let's get it done. Yeah, I, I went along. I thought this is an, a very important issue and also um, a very scary issue. And um, everyone out there, no matter how... Um, you know, no, no matter how supporting a family you've had, if you're lucky enough to have one, we, we've all been raised in a queerphobic and transphobic culture, and we know mm. the effects of that. And um, and that is, you know, a, a lot of it's faded, especially with gay and lesbian stuff, but it's and a little bit with uh, biphobia. But there's still a long way to go with um, gender stuff. Um, so I, I thought I went along, and I I was hoping that there would be big numbers because I think it's a very very damn important issue, and. Uh, numbers were a bit disappointing. There was only about forty people there, and um, yeah, which was um, very disappointing. I thought there'd be at least a couple of hundred, and um, and very um, very orderly, well-behaved um, rally crowd, I must say too. Um, mm-hmm. But um, and I just went along. I was a little late, but there was a flatbed truck, and and the speakers. Um, there were three speakers. I was told there was meant to be a fourth speaker, um, but they didn't show up. Um, but it was officially advertised as, as Anna Brown of the Human Rights Legal Centre and Equality Australia, Senator Janet Rice of the Australian Greens and and Luke Creasy of Rainbow Labor. Mm-hmm. And just as a side note, I just I don't know to have to have I know there is a Rainbow Labor, I also know there's a queer Greens. It really doesn't strike me as very progressive that they have to actually separate the straight and the queer segments of the party. I mean just that's that's a personal note. I can be quite um yeah, but anyway, I digress. Um, so I went along, listened to these people talk, and it was really nice. Um, um, it was really nice to have these cis folk talk about um, some issues that this may affect, of course, the obvious ones, the ones that, um, you know, the buddy um, transphobic people get all hysterical about, and that is ah, the use of toilets um, mm. that we need to, um, you know... Um, I don't know about you people, but you you people that are cis out there, you probably wouldn't know what uh, what a, what a stressful thing it is every time we go and mm. use a public toilet. Um, a great number of us, um, you know, no matter how well we pass, we we will go and use the disabled toilets, um, or maybe even uh, not use a toilet when we can't find one uh, to our the risk of our panties. Um, <laughs> excuse me, but. Um, 
And wanting to change that law is um, like forcing me to go into a, a man's toilet is, um, you know, I have massive safety issues with men. I've had a lot of violence being a, a mm. queer trans woman from them. Um, and I really don't need to, you know, basically go into the lion's den and, and risk that type of thing. Absolutely. And, yeah, and neither do neither the guys either have to go into girls' toilets. That, you know, that doesn't go down very well. Um, but there was all that obsession. So there was a lot talked about, um, you know, and touched on. A lot of politicians are a bit obsessed about that. And um, getting a bit panicky here. So that's um, all right. Take a breath. Um, sorry, people. Just getting getting a little bit panicky. Um, yeah, and and that was all nice. I really appreciated these cis folks were saying these things because I myself have never heard cis folk uh, defend trans folk or you know have like a, a, a little bit of awareness of our issues. Our you know all these annoying little day to day things we have to endure and little bits of um, you know disrespect and indignities and abuse. And so that was lovely. But then, um, uh, but then you know the the people talked and talked and talked and it was all very good. And um, you know and we cheered as you do. Um, but then I, you know, I was, I was taking notes. I thought, this is great. I want to thank these people for what they've said. And I, you know, being a trans, a trans woman who, you know, has been in an economically marginalized position, you know, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much for, you know, since she left school and before, um, I haven't been fortunate enough to be able to, um, to miss a lot of the, the violence and prejudice because I've been, you know, living in bad places or I've been homeless and, um, um, so I just wanted to talk about the day-to-day stuff and how these change of laws would affect me, how the yes vote had a like a pro- positive um, propaganda effect. And um, that's the only um, thing, good thing you'll hear me say about the yes vote, uh, by mm. the way. So um, it means Sally was saying another issue altogether. But, um, yeah, oh, and, pl- plenty more that flows from oh, that, it's, yes. Yeah, it's... Um, but... Um, yeah, so I, I spoke to each of the people and said, look, can I talk? I have a lot to add. And I felt, you know, modesty aside, I did have a lot lot to add to this issue because there's a lot of things that cis folk and um, don't know about trans folks' day-to-day issues. And um, each one in turn said, no, you can't. And I kind of thought that was pretty pretty lame because there was supposed to be... Uh, Luke, Luke Greasy told me... Sorry, Creasy, I don't know. Um, yeah. told me... Um, that a, a trans person was going to speak. I'm like, hey, this one didn't show up. Hey, here's a trans person willing to speak. You know, I've used a microphone before. I have vocal cords. Let me go for it. Um, and they said no for some reason. And I um, I was that at that point. I, I was kind of offended at that. As um, as 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 um, as a friend of mine, Tilda said, you know, they will people will um, people will speak about us, but they won't speak with us. And um, I. I'm really sick of having um, people represent me or people putting themselves in positions where they represent me and speak for me and they know nothing about my issues and the issues of other other folk like me. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I'm also a, a massive um, anxiety, social anxiety sufferer and have a lot of trauma and there's a lot of lip service around now about anxiety by people that have never really experienced it and um, often get these things wrong. And... I just thought it was a really shabby thing to do. I mean, um, you know, if, if they, they're in a position, they, these politicians are in a position where they, they do have clout, they do have the capital, they do have access to the media, they can get these yep. issues out there. And so they should be speaking to the actual people. I mean, we're, they're our paid representatives after all. Or, well, that's how the theory goes. And 
they should be taking the information that we give them and going and talking about that because, you know, I can't go and knock on Parliament doorhouse and say, excuse me, can you please, you know, treat us nicely and stop being mean? Um, yeah. So, look, there is so much um, in there, no question. Um, you know, to start with, it's hard to know where to start. I mean... I do find it disturbing that people can't talk at a rally because at one of the original Safe Schools rallies coming on for three years ago, um, someone was allowed to get up and speak off the cuff, and that's someone who's gone on to do huge stuff for our um, trans and queer people of colour communities, and that's Danny Weber, a.k.a. the performer Danny Boy, um, pronouns they them. And that was the first time I'd seen them, and I thought, that's a pretty gutsy thing to do because I... I'm one of these people who needs to be prepared if I'm doing a talk or even, God forbid, prepare for this radio show. It's one of these novel 80s management concepts I learned about. (laughs) And to just, if someone's got the courage to speak up and talk from their heart about their lived expertise, to use that phrase, which I love, I think that should be encouraged. And I, I think it's very unaccountable of this new equality campaign, as I think they're called, who don't put their directors on their website, for starters, who... You know, apparently they've already appointed three paid people, but there was no job advertising. You know, it's not a good start by them. And um, I think there's some things in there. So, you know, they just didn't give you any real reason um, for um, wanting to, you know, not allow you to talk. No, they didn't. They just um, said, no, you can't do that. Um, I don't know why. It wasn't really a complicated thing. I just stepped on top, step on top of the... The, the the youth and speaking mm. to the microphone and on on that note so just I'm just looking at the um um Equality Australia site and this is one thing that annoyed me about this because there was a ah, yes. yes there was the there was the representative Anna Brown who's one of the persons that didn't let me talk who says um and this is their kind of mission statement part of it is um I'm trying to look for it and read I'm not too good at multitasking. There are voices we still need to amplify, stories we still need to tell. And, um, well, you had a microphone there for me. That would have amplified my voice pretty well. <laughs> oh, you, you've got that by and trans sense of punning. I love it. Yes. <laughs> um, very good. Very spot on. Yeah, look, this seems very weird. I'll, you know, look, this has only just come up, listeners of all genders. So I think we'll, we'll try to get some comment um, during the week from the Equality Campaign and some of the others and say, why weren't weren't you allowed to talk on? Janet Rice, while not trans herself, is a very good ally of trans people, obviously, yes. with a trans partner, and yes, has done good work for trans, including on the forced divorce issue. So I find this very surprising and we'll have to find out why this is not happening um, because, yeah, not acceptable. Um yeah, so a lot in there. Let's have a just have a quick breather. You've you've pulled a track in for us. You've brought yes, in I a have. track from um, a band called Death. Yep. Um, which is not macabre or anything of the sort. Politicians no. in my eyes. And, and if I can, Sal, yeah. I would like to dedicate this one Shit. to Luke Creasy and Senator Janet Rice. <laughs> All right, now I um, well I checked that there were no swear words, but I uh, I don't know the lyrics to this one, so I'm flying blind, um, which is challenging for a radio presenter. But I'm sure it'll be all right with tongue wedge cheek and in cheek and coming out the other ear. You're on three CR eight five five AM, three CR digital, three CR dot org dot au, three CR on demand. Sally with guest Lucy. That's me. So I'm here at the school kids strike for climate action with some of the people who are on strike today. Can you tell us your names and how old you are? Uh, so my name's Ivy and I'm 12 years old. 
My name is Marta and I am 8 years old. My name's Layla and I'm 11 years old. Inequality is at a 70 year high. Our jobs are going offshore, our jobs are being casualised. 40% of us are trapped in insecure work. The richest 1% have more than the 70% of us at the bottom. And workers will stand up and fight. You've never seen a fight before until you back the Australian workers into a corner and tell them they've got no rights. Those workers will fight. 3CR Union Issues and Workers' Struggles. Feed Radical Radio. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 9419 8377. CR Community Radio, 855 AM. Three CR eight five five AM three CR digital three CR dot org dot AU and three CR on demand out of the pan with Sally and guest Lucy. Thanks for your company on a Sunday afternoon, everybody listening, and to Lucy in the studio. And prior to the messages, we heard from Death from the album for the whole world to see politicians in my eyes and I will not run off with Lucy's CD. Yes, no. <laughs> you're 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 in the same musical genre me. I largely use CDs. Yeah, yes. <laughs> we'll we'll stick to the old fashioned way or something yeah. like that. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. So lots of things to discuss out of that first segment. I mean, that was a great um, sort of a lot of in there. Um, toilet issues. Um, the story which I was just trying to search for on my own laptop here and other places but couldn't quite find amongst the morass of information um, was out following from one of those propositions as they're called in the US, you know, like a vote um, on transgender issues. One of the anti-trans campaigners admitted candidly afterwards when it was didn't go their way that they had no information that having trans people using the toilets of their affirmed identity made anything unsafe which we could have said for years. Mm -hmm. So the whole thing's based on a vilifying lie, in my opinion, um, is one thing. Um, Yeah, so that just wanted to put that one in there. And, of course, there's there's never been a proven court case of someone either who is trans or pretending to be trans using the toilets just to, heaven forbid, attack women. And I think there's something that needs to be said. Women face violations because of their gender. So do trans and gender-diverse people, including trans women. And I think... A majority of people are beginning to see that the whole patriarchy and similar, as it's called, curiarchy, the multiple forms of oppression, got to work together. So it's um, the whole toilet thing, well, should be flushed away <laughs> to use the bad, to use a by pun. Yeah. Now, you've got some more stuff, and I will just reiterate the content warning at this point um, that we've got some um, mentions of um, transphobic, homophobic, um, verbal abuse coming up, yeah. but this is part of your story and we, we've got to talk about these things, so go for it. Um, unfortunately, it's a part of a, a lot of the listeners' story mm, out there. Good call. Um, there, was, um, there was one incident at the, um, at the end of the rally. I was, you know, like I said, social anxiety sufferer. I didn't see where this person came from, but... Uh, a couple walked past, and um, I was I was quite sort of obviously dressed for the rally. I was wearing a um, the trans flag as a cape, and had um, bisexual flag colour um, bracelets on, and bisexual ribbons in my hair, um, mm-hmm. just like just like the John Wayne film. Oh wait, no, that's yellow ribbon, isn't it? <laughs> 
Is that something about oak trees? No, that's me and country and western music. Oh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, so you <laughs> were digress. you were dressed appropriately for a yes. rainbow rally, which is your um, right to be proud and positive about who you are. Yes, I think so. Um, and this um, this charming, rational, um, calm woman um, um, started screaming at me that I was a pedophile, um, which you know we, we all know that old chestnut of you know gay men and pedophiles and. I, for one, have never understood the difference between, you know, men having consensual sex with each other and doing that, you know, horrible thing. Um, it, it's it's a pretty, you know, clearly um, it's not too hard a thing to understand. But, you know, she threw that at me. It was just a very ugly look on her face. And, um, yeah, and kept that up for a little bit. And um, I, I did respond to her, um, but not... It was kind of it was disappointing. Not a single person stepped in and said anything. Not a single person defended me and... Um, this was a big group of people, and that was that was pretty average, I thought. Yeah, yeah. No, that that is incredibly disappointing that no one was on the ball and on the lookout. And it is a sad thing that even in what we hope are safe spaces for us, um, rallies, Midsummer Carnival, Pride, we do just have to be a little um, on the alert and vig- and well, um, yeah, vigilant, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You know, that that is unfortunate and it's disappointing actually whether it was 40 people, 400 or 4,000 that Absolutely, um, perhaps yeah. police weren't on the lookout um, well, on that the, as well. The only police presence I saw at, at one point, and I it looked from where I was standing, it was just an incidental passing by. There were there were three police over the opposite side of the road, over the corner, just having a sort of look through the crowd and there were none standing around. So, um, yeah, I don't know what the story is there. There's normally a massive police presence at... Um, at, at any type of rally, um, so who knows? Who knows what the deal is? Maybe, maybe, maybe the police just aren't too fond of queer people. Um. Well, yes, there, there's another. Um, there's another five shows of yes, issues that we could um, debate pro and absolutely. con, which you know does need to get talked about. But you know there is mm-hmm. pretty reasonable research that um, you know there are issues, and of course they can vary between cis. Um, gay and lesbian yes. and, um, you know, sort of trans and gender diverse and then the intersection, intersectionalities therein, acknowledging my privilege as someone who's white and Anglo-Saxon, well aware of, you know, the issues for people of colour and, yeah. um, you know, um, this show is open for, partic- you know, any queer person of colour to come on and have a chat, although I totally acknowledge the good work done by Queering the Air at three o'clock on Sundays as well. They've, I'd be quite upfront and say they've gone much further ahead on this than I have. That's um, just one thing I wanted to note about um, what Equality Australia said, we need to amplify voices. Um, I think a lot of the voices I'd like to hear amplified are, are, are queer people of colour and mm. um, also um, queer people of the working class who, you know... Yes. ..which is which is myself and um, or unemployed, which um, often have a, a very different experience. I'm um, like Sally, you know, I'm... Um, I'm 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 a I don't know what the whole term is. White Anglo Saxon. That'll do it. Yeah. That that'll that's close enough. <laughs> um, mm. um but um yeah, I'd love to hear um I'd love to hear more from people like that. More voices. I just think in general it'd be good if there's more voices of um so called uneducated people or, or you know, or self educated people as as I call myself. That's um good term. because, you know, we can't often often can't escape the safety that comes with um like just say being in university environments or being in workplaces where people are a little bit more well behaved and civilized and um and there is anti discrimination laws. It's pretty established. We have to um 
you know, I've survived on the streets several times and in horrible boarding houses and uh, wasn't much fun being queer in those places. And um, and also being a person of colour, there's that added added level of hate and discrimination. And I, I just, I'd love to hear these um, these voices. I'd love to hear more voices of um, um, from people other than, you know, straight, white, middle-class cis men. Absolutely. Look, you know, there's another five hours of shows yes. because this is one of the big issues within our communities um, there does seem to be this ongoing um, polarisation between those, some of those, I'll be fair, cis white gay men that, you know, who just think, oh, well, we got marriage equality and I can have my partner's name on my mortgage legally. And then you've got someone like yourself who has not always had a roof over your head, not, you know, educated in the, we'll call it the formal, mm. conventional sense. And you just gave me an insight into my own privilege that I'd never thought about. I was aware that being educated was a privilege. But, yeah, uni is a relatively safe, you know, relatively safe space in some ways. And I'd never thought about that. So thank you for bringing that up. Place yourself. Yeah, yeah, which reminds me I wanted to add of the, um, on a few counts, um, and I'm never sure of pronunciation of this person's family name, uh, Maggie Kuhn, K-U-H-N, who said speak even if your voice shakes. So... Um, keep beautiful. speaking, Lucy. Um, come back any time. My voice often does shake, so I'll, I'll, I'll try that. Yeah, no, better to better to speak and shake than not speak at all. I think is the yes. go. Um, you don't have, you know, I don't, I don't believe in polished public speaking no. or anything. Stuff that just get the message out there. Um, that's what three CRs here for. Oh, you mean you mean? So I was listening to all those Winston Churchill speech last nights for no reason. Then oh, oh look, so. they can they can be useful, but um, you know, and then we can always just um, but. You know, to me, you don't have to be polished. Um, hearts, but hearts speak louder than words. Absolutely, um, is a nice way to put it. Yeah. Um, you know, and if it's authentic and it's heartfelt, who cares if there's a couple of ums and ahs and exactly. a couple of words that you know aren't in inverted commas exactly right? That's how we talk in the real world. That's right. Yeah. Um. um so, um, yeah. Let's keep going on that. Let's throw something. Let's throw something in. What would you like to see happen <clears throat> to resolve all, any or all of the things you've brought up thus far in, in the program today? Um, well, I mean, the obviously, obvious, you know, wave the magic wand thing is get rid of transphobia and queerphobia and biphobia. Mm. Um, you know, um, and just acknowledge that um, uh, trans people and queer people have, have been around since the history of humans, since we've yep. been here, and it's not a new thing. And, you know, we just we just don't care about converting people or whatever. You know, we're, we're not the ones that are interested in converting people. Um, um, I don't know. Just to – ideally, I think there's got to be a lot more education. There's got to mm. be a lot more – a friend of mine also was talking about doing um, outreach for um, places like workplaces um, that have, have um, trans and queer people just go and, you know, educate them and um, introduce them to our language. And because um, it, it's sort of been realising more and more recently with um, queer people and, and trans people in particular, um, once we learn the lingo and lexicon, we, we do live in somewhat of an intellectual ghetto. Mm. We, we understand our issues, our discrimination. Um, it, it's our day-to-day experience. But um, other people that haven't lived that or you know don't have queer and trans friends don't understand these things and they're often I've, I've spoken to you know my travels a number of cis people and and they're really surprised that the nonsense that us trans folk have to put up with and just to get that out there more and just to you know um just to 
get these public officials just I don't know how you do it, but slap them down for their discrimination. Just say, look, enough's enough. We're not. No one's doing any harm here. We let you go and be you, and you know, um, mm-hmm. and love however you want to love, and love how many people you want to love, and um, enough's enough. Just you know, can we can we just get get on with dealing with the real issues of the world? Because there's a lot bigger things that you know need to be fixed right now. Yep. No, look, lots lots in that, and um, there's um, um, I had a, a few thoughts flying around my brain as you were talking there. Let's go with one. Um, the of course the announcement that was made two weeks ago is it two weeks ago already yes at Pride March you know by the state government they'll start moving to you know make conversion therapy criminal which you know is a reasonable enough thing but someone has posted um, on my Facebook page in response to an article about that it's all very well to ban it and push it underground but what's the root cause of people doing conversion mm. therapy it's anti LGBT attitudes. And unless you uproot the attitudes, you'll just drive it further underground and make it worse, which is a fair opinion. And in line of light of that, there's a report in today's um, Fairfax papers, including The Age, that a number of LGBTI people met with the Archbishop of um, Catholic Melbourne to have a conversation, which is... <laughs> uh, we've just, I'm not sure if it would be good or bad if we had a webcam in the studio. Um, Lucy, um, Lucy's big friend is Little Satan. I say, um, well, I'm, I'll say a stuff toy. Um, but certainly just My companion. My Your soft companion. companion. Soft companion, yes, I'm all for those. Um, Rover and Casbear and other friends are here with me. Um, and... Um, yeah, you know, look, it's a fair thought, and there's been mixed responses. Some people saying, yes, this is good, but can we trust them? And mm. is it just good enough to sit down and chat with LGBTI without the Catholic Church or at least, you know, um, trying to look at its whole attitudes on controlling so many things, women, children, sexuality, gender, blah, 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 blah. And I think they're all fair and reasonable comments, and I'm interested, you know, also something we haven't touched on yet, you went to a religious school, I think you mentioned. Me? No. No? no I did not, no. No, you had to, you at least avoided that. Thank goodness, no, I would have, I would have been expelled quick sticks from that, I think. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, well, look, you know, this, and this links back to where this all started, with a relig- you know, rally on issues that religious schools can still discriminate to such a large extent against student and teachers. So, yeah, conversation is good, but the, uh, there's also how do you build trust when there's been so little? It's a yes. big challenge. Um, so many issues we've thought about today. We'd better have a quick breather um, and um, then come back and see if we've got more points. Don't forget to comment in people on Facebook, um, Twitter or anything else. Um, doesn't seem to be anything there that I can see. Um, but yeah, or if you are listening on either podcast, repeat or on demand, of course, send messages through to me and, um, we'll come back to them in a future show, but let's have a breather now. And, you know, look, um, it can be hard to believe, but I did want to give, um, no one, um, totally affirming all thoughts. It can be some positives as well. Here's Yaz. The only way is up. 3CR 855 AM 3CR digital. 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand. Out of the pan with Sally and guest Lucy. 3CR, 855am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand. Out of the pan with Sally and guest Lucy on first broadcasting noon to one Sunday afternoon. Just a reminder that 3CR is in the middle of a subscriber slash member drive and we'd love your support to feed Radical Radio. Um, $35 for concessional pension, 75 waged and 150 
um, solidarity. Mm. Um, and, you know, there's probably things you can work out. You can do that online at 3cr.org.au or ring into the fabulous office during office hours. Can't do it now if you ring in because I don't have the key to the Swiss bank account or something like that. Uh, no, 3CR doesn't have that. We don't even, we've got an Australian one, but that's where it ends. Now, we were discussing just why we listen to Yaz and the plastic population, a constant dilemma for rainbow communities and probably lots of others. Um, you know, we have to talk about these challenging issues, but we also want to try to keep positive. And you had some thoughts on that um, that you were going to bring up. Um, well, I, I, I'd like to think I do. Um, yeah, because I don't know. So, like, you know, there's a lot of depressing stuff that happens in the communities. And, um, well, you know, depressing stuff is kind of depressing to talk about. And, and like you mentioned in the break, it's it's hard to, um, you know, to bring all these up. Um, apart from the fact that a lot of people, I don't know, I've, I've had a lot of people, um, some people just want to bury their head in the sand. Um, I've had people tell me off saying, you know, why do you have to focus on the negative thing? have to bring things out to the light so we can analyze them and rip them apart and um and find a solution to them and and the the bad stuff has to be talked about i think but um mm. it, it can be a real problem when you're just just focusing on the bad um i think it's like like you know one of my favorite quotes from george orwell is there has to be more to life than just fighting the government and there has to be more than just fighting it and um you know, you have to find a place where we can where we can just be with our friends and loved ones and find time just to have a break and, and do some nice stuff and have a cup of tea, which is one of my favourite things, have a cup of tea with my cat Molly. And um, hello to Molly if she's listening, by the way. She's probably napping right now. <laughs> what? Cats napping? No, yeah. surely not. <laughs> that, that just couldn't be the case. Um, hello to Misty Moo, the... The world's cheek, one of the world's cheekiest cats. Um, um, although you're probably not, he's probably not listening either. Um, so there you go. Um, yeah, look, it, it's a big, big issue. How do we balance it? And I think that you know some of the things you by just you being here today and having the authenticity and courage and resilience to speak out about it. Some of the things that you've experienced, well, that's positive. And so. As a, as a liberal sitting over here, balance. Um, you know, you've talked about negatives, but doing it is positive. So thank you, it's, Sally. It's one of the things we need to keep doing. And, mm, absolutely, uh, and I think possibly that may have been one of the reasons. Um, besides, I think uh, very bad advertising and possibly just only on their political websites that there were so few numbers at the rally because it was a negative thing. The yes vote was a nice positive thing. Yeah, let's be supposedly equal and get married. But this is, um, you know, it's one of the many um, cold, hard realities we face, and it, it's not a pretty thing. And um, I think that maybe, you know, sort of kept people away, like, oh, problem solved, we can get married. And to use um, Sally's expression that I've adopted, you know, we can go hide behind our rainbow picket fences now. And um, But it, it's important for us to talk about um, these issues because there's, there's so much more to go. I mean, I think one of the, the, the positive things about Yes Vote is it's gone away. People have thought the, the end game was equal marriage um you know they, they've just gone away and just gone all right you know i'm this nice privileged person i can do nothing but now um the other issues have come out into the open such as you know by invisibility biophobia and all, all the trans issues and um one thing i've noticed to, to mention a positive is that there's this lovely bisexual community seems to be congealing now and there's a lot of bisexual pride and um and there's a hell of a lot more trans visibility. I'm seeing trans people everywhere, which is um, which is just absolutely beautiful. I, I would agree with both of that on bi and trans. I think there's a, um, it's, it has you know the trans community far more visible. Um, you look at 
particularly um, so many angles, trans young people in particular, yes. which um, still blows me away to meet you know, trans people emerging younger and younger and just happily living and rocking their lives, which is pretty cool. But um, definitely on buy, and the buy one's been interesting. It hasn't been a, in inverted commas, tipping point. It's been a very gentle sort mm. of turn on to a better road um, and is slowly happening. But the thing is we acknowledge, of course, those who still are, seem to be very much further down the road, and I'm thinking particularly of people with intersex variations, a yes. good step for them during the week with the European Parliament condemning the unnecessary surgeries and showing support for intersex bodily autonomy. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, it's, it's a step like that that's helpful, but there hasn't been anything, as far as I can see, as someone who's endosex, there hadn't been in that my body at birth fitted expectations of male or female, I haven't seen a tipping point there yet. It's no. sort of maybe we're hopefully getting onto the right road there. But um, obviously, and there's so many other groups we could talk about, people working in the sex industry and um, yeah. so many others as well. But we stick together, um, as per the opening track from Brian Ferry, who, of course, is here in a couple, um, next week, um, just which was coincidental. Um, um, we can do it. So I, I do feel, you know, I've... I felt hope return last year um, after mm. the, the safe schools and the survey. This is just in the Australian context um, that I think, you know, and we saw things, you know, I don't agree, necessarily agree with anyone's politics, but, you know, the Karen Phelps win and other things, more and more independence getting up and people just seem to be laughing at the far right to some extent. That's well, they should. Um, yeah, well, look, um, as a former stand-up, you've got to get your material from somewhere. <laughs> so I, th I think there is a sense of hope, um, which is the main thing. So um, we'll come back. We've just got to do a quick message, um, and then we'll come back, wrap everything up, and take it out. I just do want to talk about one thing that I haven't had a chance to talk about from the last few weeks, and then we'll wrap up everything we've talked about. And um, then make way for freedom of species, which comes up if you're listening live in 11 minutes' time. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally and guest Lucy. <laughs> Listen to Hillbilly Fever every Saturday night from 11pm to 2am for classic country artists like Hank Williams, Moon Mullican, Lefty Vizelle, Hank Snow and many more. Remember, Hillbilly Fever every Saturday night from 11pm only on 3CR. And do it all Three CR eight five five AM, three CR digital, three cr.org.au and three CR on demand. Out of the pan with Sally and Guest Lucy. We've had a couple of messages in. I'm pretty sure if I have the number right, it's from Roving Reporter, who's one of our um, um, recurring correspondents on the show. Um, two messages, um, and that who said that my guest raises some very pertinent issues about the vanilla faces and voices we're still hearing in the community. Um, yes, let's have all the all the ice cream flavours, thanks, but on a warm day. And then goes on on a, the next message, quote, she's so refreshing and doesn't engage in political speak but is articulate and smart for the general community. So, Oh, thank you. Yep, big hear here from this side of the panel on, the, on those comments. Um, and, um, yeah, so two very important points um, to make. So uh, thank you. Um, I'm pretty sure, as I say, that to our friend Roving Reporter, who um, checks in and roves around. Um, yeah, lots happening around the community. 
I just wanted to quickly, before we wrap up, um, I didn't get a chance to talk about this, but something that I feel has been a bit part of the refreshing, I went to my first AFLW match last week, and I didn't get a chance to talk about it on the show. And I stopped going to AFLM, as I call it, men's, in 1997. This was at a point where I was emerging. I was still largely identifying as male, but occasionally as female, a jargon term that I personally used, cross-dresser. And I had to go to the, fo- the men's footy and listen to, oh, you're playing like a girl. Fantastic. <laughs> um, just what you need when you're still questioning your gender. Yes. Um, and I stopped going and I haven't been to an AFL men's match since. And I've been meaning to get to one of the first two seasons of the women's. And then last week I just felt I've got to get away from the screen. It was at Victoria Park, which isn't far from where I live. So I drove in, managed to get a reasonably good parking spot. And I'm so glad I did. Um, I just felt there was such a community on every sense of the word atmosphere. Yes, there was coffee, which was important, um, said said the, uh, the, the Melbourneian. Um, but there was also, if you needed it, a spot of refreshment. Um, but there was also food. But most of all, just the sense of community and the sense of relaxation. I mean, I've never been to Victoria Park, so I walked around the whole ground thinking where was the best place to sit. And as it happened, met two people from the rainbow communities, um, and possibly others. And actually at the end, regardless of team, there were two people, it was the Collingwood Melbourne match. And I, there were two people carrying the pink magpies material and a rainbow flag. And one was a trans woman I hadn't seen for about 15 years. Um, and it was just that sense of community. Now, would you get that probably happening at an AFL men's match? Probably not. So it was very, very real. And I just, I think also just on gender stuff, wanted to say there's so much talk about oh the women's isn't like the men's well maybe it isn't does it matter can't it just be what it needs to be and all morph organically exactly. and let's have women guiding it and a big issue the late trevor grant who used to do what's the score sport on friday afternoons used to say well it's nice that say you've got indigenous players playing the game where are they in an umpiring administration etc well it's the same for women and the women's competition i think will eventually need to become far more autonomous um, than it is and not be, you know, sort of control freaked in any way or to any degree or be perceived to be by uh, male attitudes. Let it morph. It's doing all right. And I just felt very comfortable and enjoyed it there. And uh, so I'll probably try to get back this season, but not that I'm a huge footy follower. Richmond AFLW um, debuts next season. Um, well, as soon as I find out the date, I'm blocking it out. <laughs> Possible it could be a clash if it's the same day as Pride March. Otherwise, um, anyway, we'll work that one out. So there's, um, I think that's a very positive development mm. for gender. But um, let's better wrap up our conversation very quickly and then make way for freedom of species. And also in Psychedelia too, um, have a, an amazing guest, someone who's very respected in um, the field, and that's um, Dr. David Nutt, um, who's going to talk a whole heap of topics, vaping, psychological science, renaissance, and all sorts of things. It's apparently a 45-minute interview. They just rolled with it so freedom of species at one in psychedelia at two if you're listening live and of course queering there at three but of course catch podcasts and on demands lucy wrap it up we better just wrap it up in the last couple of minutes and then go out with a track i um, just want to say thanks for listening and thanks to everyone that supported me over the last couple of years after i came out and and um yeah just just thanks to all you fabulous people out there and um keep up the good work and stay strong You've, well, the proverbial um, nail on the head, as they say there, um, you know, I, you know, we all need support. Um, I plenty of people have supported me along the way and still do, um, hopefully. And the thing is, over time, we'll realise that, um, you know, we perhaps don't need them as much, which is um, a very, very fine thing. 
and we can keep going. And there's lots of people out there, as you've said, I love, I'm with you, I love the bi community. Mm. I do find a huge sense of support there. Me too. And there's lots of good trans people around as well. Yeah. Um, there's plenty, um, you know, and look, people are people and that sort of thing. And, you know, if people, you know, we might agree to disagree some on some things and... But there's also lots of times where we can work through it if we communicate respectfully and equally as well. Yeah. Um, which is cool. And I want to throw something at you. Come back again, as the um, Daddy Call said. Love to have you back if you want to, because as we touched on, there's a couple of topics in yeah. there that, well, need about five shows. <laughs> but, I'd, um, I'd, I'd love to, so like you said about the webcam, I do have a big smile on my face now. And I'd, I'd love to do that. Thank you. Love to have you. And, of course, the offer's out there to anyone who thinks they've got something to say. This is the place to say it. Yes, this show started out as sort of by trans poly, but I just think it's it's morphed um, in the way. Here's the obligatory weekly WWE reference um, with Elimination Chamber coming up in 12 hours. Um, in the, to quote CM Punk, the voice of the voiceless, um, we're here to give you a voice even if your voice trembles. Um, you know, feed some radical radio. Come on, um, you know, have a say. It's your space. Just don't defame anyone because I like to keep broadcasting, yeah. <laughs> which, of course, Lucy didn't. Um, very, for oh. someone whose voice trembles, you, um, I don't, well, I don't think metaphor, metaphor, literally it might, metaphorically it didn't. It was measured and thoughtful and Thank compassionate. You, so let's have more of that. Mm-hmm. We'd better get out of here, though. We only have an hour, and we've got to let the Fab Free people from Freedom of Species in to do their stuff. As I say, in Psychedelia 2 with David Nutt and um, Queering the Air at 3 and lots of great programs. So keep your device locked to 3CR. Take it out today. We had a message from Hillbilly Fever um, a short while ago. Not quite there, but here's um, one of my favourite um, Australian country instrumentals from 1997. Um, the Hen House Shuffle, Greg Gardner with special guest Mark uh, Molyneux. Thanks for tuning into Out of the Pan. Thanks again, Lucy. Thanks, everyone. Catch you next you. week Bye-bye. with Jude Munro from the Victorian Pride Centre. See ya. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.